Hello and welcome to another exciting episode of Tea Time with me, Charlie. And me, Megan. And this week we have a very special guest, Courtney. Hello. <laughs> so, Courtney, what are you drinking this week? Uh, so I made myself in my David Tridley mug, which is my favourite. Um, I made myself a dirty chai latte. So it is a, an oat milk chai latte, but with a shot of espresso. So it's oh like wow! Double up on the caffeine. <laughs> <laughs> oh my gosh! <laughs> oh wow! You are definitely going to be buzzing for this. Oh, so Charlie, what are you drinking? Uh, because I don't want children, or I do want children, but at the same time, <laughs> because of those myths, I'm drinking Dr Pepper, and because I don't want teeth, apparently. <laughs> <laughs> uh, what are you drinking, Megan? I have a cherry coke. Um, because teeth are meaningless. Teeth are meaningless when you're in lockdown. Bam. Oh no. So let's get on with the questions. So Courtney, tell us about your work. So uh, I'm an artist making conceptual art, um, but I'm also a musician and I, I guess a writer <laughs> tentatively. Um, yeah, so I make, uh, my artwork is conceptual. So I tend to work project to project and then have yeah. like quite a detailed thing happening for a year or two years and then move on to the next thing um yeah but kind of use like lots of different elements in it yeah mm. we love it we really love a multifaceted do. artist yeah i was gonna say you do cover all platforms really well so yeah, yeah we're gonna uh, hear more <laughs> it's always a fun one to try and uh to try and talk about because somebody will say oh you, you know like what what do you do and I'm like well on three days a week compartmentalize it I never bring it together <laughs> oh no oh, like it's better to have your fingers in all the pies than all in one so. exactly yeah, yeah. <laughs> exactly what my nan used to say but Courtney what is your favorite exhibition being whether it's been it can be one of your own that you've exhibited in or one that you visited or one that you've been in and visited just Ooh. to be extra <laughs> there's definitely been when it comes to my own exhibitions there's I've been in uh, only group shows so I feel like if, <laughs> if I single one out was like that was my favorite then <laughs> I don't oh, know no. why I just feel like it's a recipe for trouble um but I've, like every exhibition I've been in, I've loved and had like a great time doing it um, because generally just the people who I've worked with have always been super cool and have like great work and just been really supportive. Um, but in terms of visiting an exhibition, I can definitely think of two that are like the most formative exhibitions where I saw them and it like changed my perspective. Yeah. <laughs> and one would have been... Um, I went to go see... The, first, the very first experience of like seeing an exhibition as a kid and I was yeah. I think I was probably about 13 I want to say maybe 14 and it was at Manchester Art Gallery and it was an exhibition of female surrealist artists um, oh wow it was amazing it was like the most incredible exhibition and it had every iconic work like by yeah. a artist like there was Frida Kahlo's there was like Dorothea Tanning there was like, just like incredible and, it, mm. and going there as like a you know like a kid yeah. I was like in awe. It was like oh, this is all by women. <laughs> wow. Yeah. <laughs> Amazing. So that was uh, wow. definitely like the most formative one in terms of like setting me up to like want to yeah. do art for sure. 
Um, yeah. Then another exhibition that I remember being that in like more recent years has definitely been my favorite was, and I was never, I wasn't expecting it to be because um, I didn't really consider myself like a fan was the David Hockney exhibition at, in, uh, at the Met. And I kind of just like went because it was, it was there. Um, and then just was blown away by these incredible, like giant colorful paintings. Yeah. Um, yeah. And just like every time he turned a corner, it was like there was something else. Wow, like, it's absolutely stunning. Um, and I, I remember seeing one piece in particular that was, I, I don't remember what it was called. It was something like the drive round Rodeo Beverly Hills, something like that. And it was the mm. whole point of the, um, the painting it was this beautiful landscape with all these colors um yeah was that it was he was painting a um a drive where he was driving with his friends and he put music on and he'd like choreograph the drive so that every yeah. time a big dramatic rise in the music I think it was Wagner like classical music um okay. then a corner and it would be like the most amazing view in the world and it was like oh, sat there wow. with friends and, like oh my god it was incredible and the painting just like said that and yeah. I was just like, ages like this is the best thing I've ever seen. <laughs> <laughs> oh wow, that's really cool. <laughs> oh, I th I think sometimes surreal. Like going back to your what you said about the surrealism exhibition you visited, I think surrealism, especially during early studies of art, is overdone. Is overdone yeah. to a point that it kind of puts people off. But then when you visit it, when you when you're not in an education setting or you visit it and you see it for, in a different light. It's mm. so refreshing. And Frida Kahlo is just a, I don't know, she deserves all the praise in the world because <laughs> she's literally the epitome of strong, independent woman. Oh, yes. In a, as a painter. Yes. So. Yeah, absolutely stunning, stunning work. And also, I think, I don't know why, but it surprised me seeing, it's always surprising when you see something you've seen, like as an image online like in real life you see how big it is yeah that's shocking and, isn't it <laughs> yeah it's so strange because it can either be so tiny or it can be really big and it, it made so much sense that Frida Kahlo's paintings were really small because she did them from yeah. her bed when she was ill so mm. um, yeah, yeah it really like puts it into perspective I think when you see it like that yeah oh yeah definitely um but moving on to our next question what is your favorite piece of work you've made and why um <laughs> I think generally it's like the last thing I made. <laughs> yeah. Um, but there's definitely been, like the projects I'm working on now is definitely projects I've had the most fun on. And therefore yeah. to me, that's my favorite because I just want to have a good time. Mm. <laughs> oh yeah, definitely. You should have fun with your work. Yeah, exactly. I feel like if I'm, if I'm like, oh, like getting really like into my head and like laboring over it and just not feeling stressed then I'm not enjoying it and generally I just hate it when it's finished yeah um so yeah whatever I'm having the most fun with I think but then there's definitely been some like standouts from just like stuff that nobody else cares about but me <laughs> that's <laughs> like, not true about, I, it's 100% true I promise <laughs> okay like, uh, like uh photographs that I took you know like when I was first like playing with cameras and and I have to say, have so much like, I have so much love for them because they just are important to me, even though they're probably like technically pretty bad. Um, but I don't know, it's just something about that like time shot of like me just like just playing and discovering. And like, I really love those images, even though they yeah. are pretty mm. crappy. <laughs> um, <laughs> oh no. I, th I think every artist goes through that though at some point where they, you know, they, 
the what we think is our least valuable or the least like the that has least impact on us can sometimes be the complete opposite had the most impact or is the most beloved or anything or something along those lines which is strange but also part I think part of the human condition but you know (laughs) (laughs) totally yeah it's a a super pointy sometimes and all of a sudden you're like oh that was actually really good (laughs) (laughs) yes well they they say that uh one of Vincent van Gogh uh, I, I say Vincent van Gogh don't kill me but Vincent van Gogh's most he one of the pieces he hated the most was his most su- successful yeah that kind of puts it in perspective yeah I feel like that would be so frustrating can you imagine like the thing that you've done and you just despise it you're like I want to burn it and everybody's like this is the best thing you've ever done I feel like that would drive <laughs> oh, <insane. no. laughs> yeah. yes yeah. yeah that would be frustrating <laughs> um, so Courtney what if you had to if you had to narrow it down what would your artwork or what does your your work mean to you as in does it have a story behind it or is it just like you said just for fun um it's kind of a few things I guess I kind of when I'm making stuff I, I don't really I don't think it really crosses my mind as to why I'm making it I'm just kind of making it which seems kind of like it makes no sense and it doesn't <laughs> but, <laughs> but I don't know I feel like to me when I'm when I'm making work uh it's because I am compelled to yeah. even I I found something that is really interesting or I found I, I find it funny <laughs> I just thought yeah this would be funny I'm gonna that's be fair hard. yeah um or just you know and because I've it's I've developed now into like an an artist where art is now my way of expressing um you know and and for me like a a lot of my work has been it's like sort of portraiture and things like that and performance and it's so up my comfort zone um and but it's been a way of me to you know not intentionally but it has happened as like a side effect has been me to kind of work out where where I am and go through things that are happening in my life and say well I'm going to make this like really complicated uh you know analogy for this situation that's happening and uh nobody's going to understand it but me but that's fine because then you have all of a sudden like this this like I don't know series of photos and you've told a story that's happened to you and you have it in a public space and like it's kind of like a little secret and I love it (laughs) yeah I know I find that quite freeing um but uh, honestly like yeah so there's so many different incentives for like it and it's so varies from like piece to piece as to why I'm doing it or or, like I've just Mm. found something interesting or seen like a a cool quote or seen like a piece of media that just made me feel like oh I want to make something that's like inspired by that or you know that kind yeah. of thing yeah that's quite interesting that is yeah and I think a lot I think that whole idea of having make, make making a piece of work and like it being a secret to you and like yeah. having like oh I've had I've held on to this for so long and then it's out there it's in a public space and people are reacting to it that yeah. it's very and I'm gonna bring I'm gonna say it because obviously I am a member of the Alpha, Alphabet Mafia <laughs> very that that is how liberating like coming out can feel like literally you're, yeah. you're holding on to something for so long and then it's out there it's in the it's in the open when obviously you want it to be and 
the people's reaction to it can be freeing or it can be the opposite but that whole process is well Italian chef kiss for me just like, mwah. There's, <laughs> yes. there's so much there's so much beauty and heartbreak in that process no oh, matter yeah. what it applies to yeah definitely yeah I completely agree and also I think even I, I feel like I'm at the point now and this definitely wasn't the case always where if I do have something out and it's like public um, and I am at the point where I'm just like I'm, I like it or you know I'm happy with it then people's reaction kind of like is inconsequential to me it's just they'll react or whatever and that's once it's out there I feel like it's then you have no control over it and yeah. how it's like reacted to is how it's reacted to and that shouldn't affect like you at all no. because no. and it's like your own thing and um and I think that's quite like a powerful oh, way yeah, definitely. because it's so easy to feel affected by you know what people can say about your work but I think ultimately take it with a pinch of salt and and just kind of appreciate it because you made it <laughs> yeah exactly 100 mm -hmm. percent so the next question is what inspires you Courtney <laughs> everything <laughs> everything I I love the internet so much I hate and love the internet you know oh, it's a blessing and a curse isn't it it is it's a complicated relationship but um yeah I don't know honestly everything I the kind of work I, I make is is generally pretty researched and I guess sometimes quite academic and like has quite a lot of like science and technology kind of research that goes into it yeah. but ultimately like the things that <laughs> inspire it are going to be like a meme I saw last week or yes. a TikTok <laughs> <laughs> yes. or um like I, I watch a lot of films so definitely I mean I've always had a background in film anyway and making films and um so that always comes through like film techniques and yeah. film of like tropes um and music a lot I listen I'm a huge music fan um yeah music constantly and and like and that all kind of comes together to create this like melting pot of things that I just find interesting and therefore like you don't even know it's happening sometimes and all of a no. sudden yeah. you look back and you're like oh <laughs> that's a reference to a TikTok or you know but it's so yeah. it so becomes like automatic work. is it yeah exactly and it, it so like comes together to create something different and and new um but I think that's kind of to me like this is how I've always felt about like music and art and whatever is that um yeah. you're ultimately always going to reference something else because so much has been made <laughs> and it's yeah. I think that's a natural part of how art progresses is yeah. that you know there's there is references to other things um, whether they're obvious or not or like you know on purpose or subliminal but yeah um, yeah and so I think it is like a melting pot yeah and so society itself is always forever re renewing itself and is yes just, just look look back at the the massive surge in vinyl records these last the, this last decade that they were the biggest thing in you know for for nearly 30 40 years in the last yeah. century and here we are again you know rediscovering and renewing this process that was yeah. much beloved by many and then disappeared because it was more economical to bring it out on a smaller disc for a fraction of the cost whereas 
you know it's quite and it's you can see it everywhere that yeah you know skinny jeans were a massive thing 20 what 15 <laughs> 20 years ago and then all of a sudden we were in flare flared trousers again for for what a, a hot minute <laughs> and then we went back to skinny jeans again you know it's everything in itself is constantly renewing is constantly regenerating yeah. itself and so it's quite interesting that your work has similar sort of styles because it's something that society does and perhaps doesn't yeah. always realize it's happening so your work's like mm-hmm. taking these little bits of information and doing that back to people yeah yeah I think yeah that like cyclical nature that you talk about I think always kind of impacts how we how we live and in either in that you've embraced that kind of um you know way things change or that you say no I don't want that I'm gonna go back (laughs) or I'm refused to do this and both are really interesting yeah yeah exactly so next question Courtney if you had to if you had to say what you what you use, what would the key materials be to your practice? Uh, so generally it's, um, I've come up with like a concept or like an idea first and then kind of work whatever medium I need into it. Mm. Um, and because of that, it means I kind of use quite a lot. Um, so for example, like the most recent works I've been doing I've been using like paint, which was very unlikely for me. It was the first time I've really yeah. used paint. Um, but also I've been using like machine learning software at the same time. So yeah. um, it really depends on what I'm kind of working on. Um, but predominantly my work is kind of video-based, sound-based. Yeah. Um, insta- if it's in an exhibition, it's installation. Um, I kind of have quite a lot of performance elements happening yeah. minute um sculpture there it kind of is everything because I treat everything like I do like I'm kind of looking at it from like um a director's point of view yeah. and mm. all these little things kind of come together and and play together and sometimes I need everything and sometimes it will just be one thing and that's fine it's just <laughs> or, you know, yeah. but often it's kind of all these different elements that have to be have to come together to create um like one thing yeah. oh yeah I think it's better to be open to more materials because your work becomes stronger when you've got so many more options to play with and to do different bits. I think it's so easy to get like stuck with one thing. So it's really nice that you can like observe different uh, materials and use them in different ways. Mm, yeah, I don't know. I've never, I've, I don't know. I guess, I mean, when I was quite young, I felt like I was a like photographer, but then also a filmmaker. So so even that's two two different things, <laughs> but it's not. Uh, I don't know. I just I think it comes from just being a person who doesn't ever want to <laughs> chill. Yeah, <laughs> never known peace for my life. So just oh, no. just you know embracing like whatever whatever I come across, I find that just keeps me interested, like keeps me entertained, and um, oh, yeah. I just get bored <laughs> otherwise. Mm-hmm. Yes, yeah, it's, it's a really good method. That is though. keeps your mind ticking along um so when did your artistic journey start um I I mean honestly probably when I was like a kid I've always been just making stuff um started making films when I was 13 um on Windows Movie Maker back in the day OG (laughs) OG 
Um, I didn't even have a camera. So I had a like, family friend who had like a, cam- a camera that had tape. Like we're talking yeah. like a oh. long camera. <laughs> <laughs> I had um, and so I'd like make films with my friends and then we'd like edit them together or whatever. And then, um, and that's kind of where it started. And then I did a foundation uh, in art design. That's not true. I feel like there was a major step that came before that. Basically, I finished, when I finished college, I was thinking I'm gonna be, I wanna be make, making films. That's what I wanna yeah. do. Um, but I said, I'm not gonna go to university. I'm just gonna see what happens. Expecting that to be some kind yeah. of fix and it was like yeah that'll be fine uh, the girls will land in my lap <laughs> oh yes <laughs> um, yeah very quickly had a wake-up call and that was not going to happen um but then in that year I ended up living in Hong Kong for a few months and then I lived in oh, Paris wow. for a few months um like kind of like working and just like hanging out which was great and then came back and once you kind of go from like this big amazing place that's like open all the time and it's so fast and, and you come back to Leicester which is amazing and I love it but also is a small city and things close at five yeah. um kind of thought okay so uh I'm gonna go do this foundation so I did the foundation for a year um and I was very much like a person who could never decide what I wanted to do I wanted to do like make films I wanted to write I wanted to take photos yeah. so I just was like I can't choose like a uh, course because I want to do everything <laughs> and if I don't do yeah. everything I'm happy and so I spoke to my tutor when I was on the course and I said like uh, I don't know what yeah you know, I don't know what to do and he was like well you're yeah. just a fine artist clearly <laughs> just, just <laughs> into it. like what you're doing is fine art you're doing everything you've described is fine art I was like yeah oh and that was like a revelation for me and it's completely stuck with me um oh, and wow. so like that day like I just signed up to do the degree and that was it um so I did my degree in fine art and then now I'm doing a master's and I'm coming into my final term with, with, uh, with you Megan yeah. <laughs> <laughs> talk about that stress right now <laughs> <laughs> oh, no. oh dear wow. but see I think everybody's artistic journey or everybody has such a unique experience as to how it begins and it's like that because it's almost sacred to every artist that it's like yes. a like it's like my disc it's like a discovery of like I don't know it's like it's like Nicki Minaj like discovering her <laughs> anaconda phase it's like you know and I love I love I love I just love that I'm sorry I'm just I'm rambling yeah. I, 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 I love hearing about other people as well and especially because I, I mean everybody has such a different type of childhood and and everybody's such different people and when you have yeah. that kind of like first moments where you like start understanding that like what you love is actually just like art and and like creative mediums it's like such a great time because all of a sudden you're like this is who I am this <laughs> is like a real yes. life-changing thing yeah. it really is it's like you you go through the beginning of your life being told you must go and do this job and live this life. And then as you get older, you realize there are so many more avenues to explore. So artists get such a rich start in sense of like traumas and fun and <laughs> yeah, <laughs> different I ways think... of finding your path to art. Yeah. And I don't think it's I think it is often quite grim. And a lot of I think a lot of art just come from like a darkness and and I, I I don't know if I could even say that 
I feel like art is me expressing myself because I don't I, I feel like that is more when I have like conversations with people or uh, you know yeah. um but it is definitely like it's something it's not quite that but it's something and maybe it's like a yeah. relief or maybe it's like a a culmination of like a ton of things that but yeah yeah I do I totally got what you mean like it is it's a, like a <laughs> yeah oh dear so um another a, a breaking a breaking question Courtney if you had to pick what would your dream project be or where would you love to exhibit oh um you can't see the moon because the moon's taken <laughs> <laughs> oh it, it sounds so stupid and also just like inauthentic <laughs> I would just I would love to just have like a massive budget for once you know yeah <laughs> yes really yes <laughs> here's loads of money go and make something really cool like because always like you know when you're working at this kind of level like it's constant I mean I mean probably let's be honest other level <laughs> it's not budget concerns are <laughs> pretty universal um yes. but especially you know like trying to be kind of like DIY and trying to just you know scratch things together out of yeah whatever you can find um but, so just to have like that freedom of free reign of somebody who's like I support you I know what you're doing and like that's really cool have loads of money go make your dream like that's, that's yes. what I like I don't even know what the dream would be <laughs> like I'd come up with that later <laughs> oh yeah once you've got the budget you can go anywhere right. except, yeah. for the moon. except for the moon um I don't it's know like Mars or something maybe Mars yeah pretty <laughs> deadly environment oh, that's kind of cool that's kind of cool yeah <laughs> I actually don't know like where I'd like to exhibit I can't think of like a gallery in particular um yeah where I'd oh are there, are there any <laughs> any yeah, gallery yeah. <laughs> that, yeah. <laughs> you know um I don't know there's actually there's a gallery in London who I really love watching their um seeing how they progress called Anchor Cultists yeah uh, and they support like a lot of like digital artists like people making like internet work that kind of thing um yeah. they always have just like the coolest stuff happening so I'd love to make a <laughs> work that would like fit in there like that would be yeah that'd be cool yeah let's manifest <laughs> yes <laughs> oh so Courtney what is the best advice you were given as an artist um, I guess it was, I mean, I think it was probably when my tutor, at the, like, you know, in foundation year was saying, what you're doing is fine art, just, just do it. Yeah. Um, like, as somebody who does want to do everything, being told, just do everything, you know, because people yeah. don't say that. People say, like, no, <laughs> you got to focus, like, do one thing, or, you know. But I think get once a real like, job. <laughs> yeah. And, I feel like I, I mean like having a real job I have had to do like at the same yeah. time as and that's really difficult and like being able to do both is really is really tough um, but like also necessary for so many people you know um but I think just having like yeah just like do it <laughs> if you want to yeah. do it like and it's and it's whatever you're doing make it work if you can yeah. make it work and you're enjoying it then just do it yeah yeah exactly and the, just just for our listeners this podcast is not sponsored by nike just <laughs> 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 oh, no. No. Like, i've actually been i bought a pair of like trainers the other day i've been conditioned, <laughs> I've been conditioned. Yeah. 
But along the similar veins, what advice would you give to a young artist slash someone who is beginning their artistic journey slash an old and tired artist who is just rediscovering themselves? All those people, what piece of advice or pieces of advice is up to you, <laughs> would you give? trying to think like what I like to hear because I feel like no matter what you're doing where you're at sometimes just having like some reassuring words means a lot you know um yeah I guess just like it's really thinking about it is hard and it's hard in so many different ways it's hard like (laughs) mentally physically um pretty exhausting but also it's very like rewarding and um like I don't I, I'm at the point now where I cannot do anything else <laughs> this this is yes. it um, <laughs> and I know lots of other people feel that as well and and I think that even when it feels like it's thankless which it is a lot of the time um and you're screaming yeah. to avoid and like forcing yourself like trying to do like the social media marketing manager trying to like be I don't know everything you've got to be everything and, and that's really difficult yeah. and mm. um but I'd say you have when you make art you do have to do the other roles as well and it's not so my advice would be to try and take it all in your stead and chill and like just like do what you're doing keep doing it and don't let the other stuff tell you that you shouldn't even though the other stuff is often harder like you know having to like market yourself as a as a business or whatever is is much more difficult than just making art because it's what you do like authentically Mm. Um, but it's like become so interwoven with how artists are now um, that if you ignore that then then you'll crumble <laughs> so you've got to yeah. kind of embrace it um, and that's the toughest thing so yeah my advice would be just embrace it and keep going yeah that's brilliant and that's and I'd say that's a very solid piece of advice again not sponsored by Nike <laughs> <laughs> Oh no. <laughs> that is all our questions for you. You have you have answered all our questions. Ah, thank you so much. That's it. They were very good questions. Really got my brain, my brain a ticking. <laughs> <laughs> oh, we try. Okay. We try. <laughs> but if if any of our lovely listeners have any questions for lovely Courtney, then please do not be afraid to drop us an email. Uh, we'll make sure that Courtney's social media and every way to contact Courtney, including Telegram, is there. <laughs> uh, it will be available yeah. to access. And I re- highly recommend check her out. She's awesome. Yes. I totally didn't stalk her Instagram for <laughs> a little while before this interview because I was just enthralled by it. Yeah. And I suggest you guys do too. Um Thank you for joining us, Courtney. And I know, you know, I'm, I'm, I hope that everything from now is, you know, you get to where you need to be and you stay safe in this turbulent time. And you get that million pound budget. Yeah, and we get that million pound budget. Yeah. Thank you. 
hi government can i just have a million pounds please <laughs> um, i'm just gonna call them after this <laughs> yeah, yeah. I've, got, I've got bojo on speed dial you know <laughs> so, no. yo i need my ta- i need i don't need to pay taxes like can i just like not please yeah can i just not i just like give me as many as live a great life <laughs> <laughs> oh dear oh no but, yeah thank you so much for having me that's all right uh, we will be back for another episode next week but thank you again for joining us this has been tea time with me charlie and me megan and our special guest courtney